We are so excited that you are joining us today. We here at Royal Priesthood Ministries are dedicated and committed to teaching, equipping, and training men and women in the principles of God. These principles will free them from their past hurts, pains, frustrations, and confusions, helping them find love, help, forgiveness, peace, divine direction, and encouragement. Our senior pastor, Harold W. Britton Sr. and co-pastor Sherry Britton have answered the call that God placed on their lives. Let's hear what the Lord is saying through His vessels today. Hey, many, many men. I'm Pastor Sherry Britton, co-pastor that is. My awesome husband, Pastor Harold W. Britton Sr. is the senior pastor of Royal Priesthood Ministries. And hallelujah, if you don't have a good church, you need to come where the word of God is, where prayer is hot, amen, and that we are going forward, seeing the blessings of the Lord, amen, like rain, like Pastor said, we haven't seen nothing yet, amen. I'm going to uh, go into prayer, but as soon as I finish with prayer, I have a song that I want you just to close your eyes and just allow the Holy Spirit just to minister to you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we thank you, we praise you, we worship you, we glorify you, we honor you, Lord. We're here to surrender, submit, commit, and yield to you. Father God, we know this is a new year. We're not going to end it like last year. Father, I thank you. Things are really moving in our life, shifting in our life. And I thank you, Father. We hear the voice of God and we are obeying. We will walk in discipline. We will fast and pray. We will live a fasted life, Lord God. We don't want to live a wild life. We want to live a life that is pleasing to you, that's bearing fruit, that shall remain in Jesus' name. As we talk about peace tonight, help us to practice the presence of your peace at home. Lord, help us to practice, Lord, listening to your music, not the devil's music. Lord, help us to practice, Lord, hearing prayers come through our YouTube, Lord God. Help us to practice, Lord God. Just giving you glory, giving you honor, giving you praise. Letting people see us walk around with our hands lifted up. Not to show off, but Lord, to show you that you are worthy, worthy, worthy. You died on the cross for us. And so, Father, we just thank you and praise you. Hallelujah. That you have given us Jesus and you've given us a blood covenant for us to stand on the word of God and see all the blessings that God has for us. In Jesus' mighty name, everybody agreed with the word of God and declare victory. I declare victory over your lives now. Everybody, please say amen. 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 Did y'all feel that peace? Amen. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord was telling me on the way here that, you know, uh, people, what they do is, um, hallelujah, um, when they leave the presence of God or they leave the church amen what they do is they fill their mind with a bunch of junk and other songs and stuff then when something crazy happens amen and I hope nobody locked that door so people can get in but um uh and then when something tragic happens oh my god oh my god oh my god they ain't got no peace they ain't been practicing the presence. And I'm not saying, you know, that sometime it may not happen because we're all human. But 
when you practice the presence of God, and I ain't telling you something I think. I'm telling you something I know. Because I've experienced both my dads dying on the same day. Amen. And I didn't lose it. It's not because I'm so great. It's not because I'm so good. It's not because I got so much faith. But my trust is in God. And he was carrying me. Grace is a strength that is every one of our privileges. That when we live for Jesus, we have the we have the grace of God on our lives. Grace, hallelujah. You just step into it and say, Lord, you know, okay, they said, you know, one died. And then, hey, about 30 minutes to 45 minutes uh, later, uh, and they was at the same hospital. I was already at one, and one of my dads had already passed. And then uh, about 35, 40 minutes later, then the other one passed. And, um, and you know, I just said, okay, you know. And we took care of one of them, got the funeral director and all of that stuff, and gave them the information. Then my other father had had a, the one was down here. He had had a heart attack, the one upstairs had had a heart attack so I went up there uh, when they told us and one by one my sisters and brothers that were up there uh, they just walked out they said I just can't handle this I just can't handle this I just can't handle this God will help us handle things that are natural for us that we would just blow it would just blow our mind and just cause us to be so grievous and some people when grief happen they they get mad at God and you know they don't after that you know, until the Lord draw them back, then they're just, um, they, they just stay messed up. And, uh, get my glasses on. And, and, and so they don't have peace. And we've been talking about peace, chapter nine, peace. I'm going to start on the first page and I'm going to read that, uh, Luke 2, 13 through 14. Peace like a river. You can have peace like a river, even in traumatic time. But if you don't practice the presence of peace, after a while, you'll be doing some of everything, trying to get that peace, going out drinking, going out smoking, going out trying to have all the sex and make, uh, trying to make yourself feel good. No. And a lot of times then people want to say, don't judge me. I'm a Christian. When you cr Christian means Christ-like. That means I should be doing things that God tells me to do and not doing what I want to do and tell him, bless this mess. Amen? But in Luke 2, 13 through 14 says, And suddenly there was with the angels a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. When Jesus was born, he left peace to us. Amen. But if we don't practice his presence, we won't know him. We won't know his peace. You know, and every time something just gets a little um, out of line in our lives, then, I mean, we're just blowing up and losing it. And, oh, you just don't understand. I understand more than you think I do. Amen. Because I've lived through a whole lot of things like that with death. One after the other. Amen. Have a funeral one week and have another one next week. Hallelujah. Some of y'all probably done had some of those experiences in it. And if you haven't, amen. At least you can, you're getting a peace message right now. 
so that when the attack of the enemy comes, amen, you can still hold on to your peace. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. And we're going to go, I'm going to go to the page. Hallelujah, where I left off at. And um, thank you, Jesus. Uh, so we can uh, continue talking about the, you know, the peace of God. Amen. And um, 131, we left off when we began to, um, we were talking about, you know, praying for your children and things like that. And that last, I'm, leave, I'm going to read that last caption that was there on 131. It says, speak to your faith. I refuse to receive those negative thoughts about my children. Amen. For all of those who have children, <laughs> stand on the word. I see my son whole and living in righteousness. I see my daughter saved, serving God, and in peace. I see them and their children. Okay, here comes the generations. As the disciples, as disciples, taught of the Lord, obedient to his will. And great is their peace and undisturbed composure. Amen. And I think probably in the, uh, this was the Amplified Classic, but um, in the King James is um, uh, all of our children shall be taught of the Lord. Great is the peace of our children. Fear, tranny, and oppression is far from them. Amen. So then that means if all those things are away from them, then that means they walking in peace. Amen. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. And the thing is, we need to be walking in it and being that example. We can't tell them, you need to be saved. Then we sitting up there hollering and cussing at them at home. Really? Where they do that at? Not in the church. Amen? So, let us get our priorities together. As being Christians, let us be examples before our children. So, when they have questions, we'll have wisdom from heaven. And if we don't have them, hey, we can always go ask somebody or go to the Holy Spirit. Pray in the Spirit. And that's what I used to do. Hallelujah. Being a young mother. I remember when Joshua was a baby. Uh, no, he was probably about maybe two or three. And uh, that's when Tiger Woods was winning, 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 winning. He said, Lord, he said, Mama, do God play golf? Well, I ain't know what to say. I just said, oh, my shaking it. They gave up. I said, Lord, do you play golf? He said, yeah, I play golf through my people. I play golf through the champions. He played golf. So I told him, oh, yeah, God play golf. God make us look good. We won't even know how to handle stuff. These Our children come up with some questions. Amen. Praise you, Jesus. But if you live in the spirit, the Bible says you can walk in the spirit. What that mean? Live there. Live a fasted life so you will stay strong in the Lord and the power of his might. And quit giving your flesh all the attention it won't. Amen? Amen. And on page 132 is at the top it says, Don't let the devil distract you from the promises God has given you about your children by getting you over into anxiety hallelujah we can't let them be uh, upsetting us right it says don't let him undermine your faith with fear he'll try to bring you mental pictures to your uh mental pictures of your children getting in trouble on drugs 
going to prison. Amen. Push those thoughts away. Take authority over them. And amen. It may not be your children, but maybe it's somebody in your family that you need to stand in the word, stand on the word and um and declare their salvation. Acts 16:31 is one I always speak. And Joel 2:28 is um Acts 16:31 says, "Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you and your household shall be saved." Stand on that. Take communion every day. Break the power of the devil. Sometimes we ain't praying; we just wait for them to get saved. Where they do that at? You got to do it right. Loose the light of heaven in there, in darkness where they can't see. Loose the light and release the power of the blood of Jesus to heal their hearts that are hurting, their minds that are confused. And, and the anger, the spirit of anger that comes upon people. They mad at God, mad at you, just mad at everybody. Mad at the world. Amen. The devil is a liar. But we have to get them free by praying, releasing the power of the blood of Jesus. Amen. Loosen labors to cross their path that, can, that they will listen to, that will bring conviction to them. Amen. And don't be hollering at folks. Don't nobody want to hear about Jesus and you always hounding them. Amen. There's a better way to do it. That we have to love them into the kingdom. Or one preacher said, you got to love the hell out of them. Mm -hmm. And so the heaven will come into them. Praise the Lord. I got an amen. And what an amen called on there. Praise Jesus. Amen. Um, and so, therefore, don't let the devil give you mental pictures about your loved ones and then make you mad. And then after a while, you mad at them. Ask me how I know. Been there. Amen. I had to stay out of that. The Lord used to always tell me, stay out of mommy mode. Stay out of mommy mode. Stay out of mommy mode. <laughs> you know, mama always want to tell you what's right. Amen. But well, sometimes our children don't be, won't be here. Amen. And it's okay when the Lord tells you to say something, say something. And if you don't, just keep on praying. Amen. And tell them, oh, you're so good. You know, you're a mighty man of God, a mighty woman of God. You're going to do great things with Jesus. I see you rich and wealthy and just helping folks all over the world. Mm -mm -mm. Everybody likes praise. So can we praise them and strengthen them and encourage them? And like I said, when you get ready to talk to difficult people, you better break the power of the devil over their life. Because some folk don't want to even hear that. And you're just trying to tell them something nice. Amen? Amen. All right. Hallelujah. In this book, um, Walking in the Fruits of the Spirit, and we, God's people, this is why the world don't believe most Christians. Because they don't see no fruit. They don't see no fruit. They see people being mean. They see people being honorary. They see people being stingy. They see people not helping. Not everybody. Because we ain't like that. Amen. Amen. We givers. We lovers. Amen. Yes, we are. Hallelujah. And we give the love of God. So people know that we're saved. And that they, they can see by our actions and our fruit that we love God. And that we love them too. Amen. Hallelujah. It says, I realize it can sometimes be difficult to see them that way. I've been there many years ago when my son John was a teenager. He really challenged me in the area. Some of y'all kids, uh, children, they be challenging you. <laughs> yes, they do. Me too. <laughs> it says, he was adventurous, adventurous to the point of being reckless. Amen. And he kept doing things Ken and I didn't want him to do. 
that would get him in so much trouble. He liked to drive fast, and it seemed he was um, perpetuating uh, turning over cars and trucks and motorcycles and some other kind of vehicles. He just, well, you know, some children, they just seem like they want to be a daredevil. <laughs> we, that's why you release that power of the blood of Jesus. Say, man, stop that daredevil, bind that daredevil spirit <laughs> and loose the spirit of uh, righteousness on them. Amen. Says, I diligently pray and believe God would protect him. I stood on the word and endeavored to stay in peace where he was concerned. But because he was making choices that opened doors to the devil, that's why sometimes we got to keep praying. It doesn't mean that we're not praying in faith, but we praying because they keep opening up them doors and let the devil come in to try to take them out. We bind the spirit of death and premature death. Number one, lose life and more life more abundantly. Amen. Loose the peace of God upon them. Loose labors in their path so that someone will minister to them about Jesus and sometimes they won't hear us. Amen. I was concerned that he wouldn't, he wouldn't live long enough for what God promised to come to pass in his life. One day when Ken and I were on an airplane in Australia on a, a ministry trip, I got particularly disturbed about John. Thoughts of him being killed in an accident flashed across my mind. And I knew the devil was trying to steal my faith. Well, Ken was sitting beside me on the plane and thought I didn't, thoughts I didn't tell him what I was thinking. Right at that moment, he turned to me and said, the Lord just spoke to me. He said, mercy hovers over John. So just start declaring. Mercy hovers over my children. Mercy hovers over our family. Thank you for saving them. God you promised. And Joel 2.28 says. In the last days I'm going to pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Old men will dream dreams. And young men will see visions. Start declaring that over your children. You got to get you some scriptures. And start declaring it over them all day long. Amen. And then see them. See them coming in a church. See them living for God. Amen. It don't have to be this church, but declare that they're going to be at the church God called them to be, where people can minister to them and that they will serve God. Amen. Amen. That was a direct answer from heaven to the anxiety, anxiety I felt at that moment. It was God's word to me, and it was, and it has stayed with me. From, from head, um, I'm sorry, and it has stayed with me and from that day to this one. Even after John grew up and became the executive head of our ministry, wherever he had to go, where there was a place that may be danger, those words resounded in my spirit. Mercy hoovers over John. Amen. Mercy hoovers over royal priesthood ministries and our spiritual and our, our natural and our spiritual sons and daughters. Amen. God is saying the same thing to you about your children. He said it to all of us. He declared in Psalms 145 and 9. 
The Lord is good to all, and his tender mercies are over all his works. Amen. If you believe that, instead of believing the devil's report, negative things, amen, uh, sometimes it will come, the peace of God will, will mount guard over your heart where your children and your grandchildren are concerned. God, amen, you'll be able to maintain your stand of faith and keep the door open for God to fulfill what he said about them in his word. And I'm telling you, God is well able to take care of your children and your grandchildren. Amen? It doesn't matter how far afield your children or grandchildren might have wandered. He can get them back on track again. Amen. Start seeing them back on track. Don't see them every time. Oh my God, there they go again. Quit seeing them visions. The devil just be trying to love our heads up with his visions so we can't even believe God. Because we ain't in faith as long as we keep on thinking, oh my God. No. Oh my God, I thank you, Lord. I see them running for Jesus. I see them reading their Bible. I see them saying, my, I got a song I wanna, want you to hear about Jesus. Amen. Why? Because we're living that holy life. And amen. And it's rubbing off on them. Amen. God even said in Zechariah 10 and 8. That he will hiss for them. And gather them to himself. The word hiss means to signal or to whistle for someone to come. It paints the picture of God's flagging down that boy or that girl of yours who's been out there doing wrong things. It shows him whistling for them. Come here, Billy. Come here, Bobby. Come here, Mary. Amen. He's whistling for them to come. Hallelujah. From doing wrong things. It shows him whistling for them to get their attention and bring them back to his will. Amen. This is why it's good for us to read the word of God. And sometimes I read it in different versions because sometimes it gives you a clearer understanding of what the word of God is saying. Amen. And in um, Jeremiah 29, 11, I'm going to read it out of the Amplified Classic. It says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I have for you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans for welfare and peace, not for evil, to give you hope in your final outcome. Amen. God, he's in, in, um, in the King James, it says, for I know the thoughts and plans that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts and plans to give you peace and to give you a great expected end. Amen. And so when we read those things from the word of God, we can stand on the word of God. Amen. And rejoice. Start rejoicing instead of going, oh, my God. Amen. I used to have to catch myself. And sometimes I still might have to catch myself. I'd be like, oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, they say. Thank you, they love God. Thank you, they serving God. Thank you, they taking me out to dinner instead of me taking them out to dinner. <laughs> Thank you, they rich, spiritually and naturally. 
Thank you they don't have a poverty mindset. Thank you they don't have a poverty heart. A poverty mindset is those who are always gloom and doom, oppressed and depressed, always speaking negative stuff. Amen. And a person who has a, I'm, I'm going to say, um, a poverty heart is just full of despair. It's full of oppression and depression. And this is why we have to pray and break that stuff off of them. Because they're in it, they can't do it for themselves. That's why we have to do it. And, and instead of saying, what's wrong with you? You should know what's wrong with them. Let me ask them that question. <laughs> Amen. Thank you, Jesus. All I had to depend on was what I could muster up in the natural. That's when you don't have, that's when you people not saved. They can't muster up enough. Sometimes that's why they just give up and say, I just can't do this. I just can't do this. It's just too much. It's just too much. It is too much without the help of the Holy Ghost. That's why I was having you to listen to that song. Holy Spirit, you are welcome. Listen or, or invite him every day. When you wake up, Holy Spirit, I welcome you into my life. I welcome you into my thoughts. I welcome you into my decisions. I don't know how to make no decisions without God. And you don't either. Amen. Until you get enough God in you, then you can make right decisions. Until I get enough God in me, then I can make right decisions. Other than that, we can't make right decisions. We'll mess our life up, our kids' life, and everybody else's. And we're trying to give them some uh, advice. Amen? Amen. And Ephesians 2, 12 through 15 says, Before you hear the gospel and receive Jesus as Lord of your life, you were in shame. You were in uh, the same pitiful situation. There was no way you could live in the, there was no way you could live in and follow peace because outside of God, there is no peace. Amen. People try to find peace in a bottle. They try to find it in a man. They try to find it in a woman. They try to find it in this. They try to find it in that. They try to find it in money. They try to find it in a position. They try to find it in a new dress, a new car. They try to find it in all kind of ways. And guess what? They get it for the minute. They happy for a little while. And then after that, they ain't happy no more. They got bills, bills, bills for charging it. Instead of, you know, blessing, thanking God for the money and then going paying for it. So they ain't got to be looking at that bill coming in uh, that next month. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. I'm going to skip over to where it says, uh, page 137, to a peaceable habitation. And it says, just think about what a blessing it is to be dwelling, to be a dwelling place of God. Just think about God just dwelling in your mind, dwelling in your heart. Can you, you just think how much peace you have when God is dwelling in your heart, dwelling in your mind, dwelling in your husband, dwelling in your wife, dwelling in your children. This is why you don't want to marry anybody who God has not ordained. People can be nice for a minute, and then after a while, they be like, what happened to him? What happened to her? Ooh-wee. That's why we have to hear God when we get ready to say, I do. Because we want somebody we can live with. 
Somebody ain't got to be fighting with and fussing with and cussing. He calling me all kind of names. Ask me how I know. I messed up the first time, y'all. It's all right. God fixed me up, and he fixed it up. And now he's blessed me, thank God, with Pastor Harold W. Burton Sr., who we are going on 28 years in May, May the 15th, because uh, the second time I said, okay, Lord, okay, I'm not going to choose my own way. I'm going to choose what God has told me. I want to choose somebody who loves God like me so that we can have peace and harmony. We got to raise our children and they don't need to hear us arguing. Well, I don't believe in none of that. Well, I, well, but, but if you try to tell them, but if you believe in God, then things will be good. Well, I, look, don't be trying to tell me what to do. Amen. Then the devil show sure don't get to working. Amen. No. Hallelujah. That's why it's important that we allow the Holy Spirit to invite him in. Every decision we make, start practicing the presence of God. Start practicing every time you make a decision, you ask the Holy Spirit. If he say no, then it's no. If he say yes, then it's yes. Amen. That's what causes you to have peace. You cannot have peace doing what God tell you to do. Uh, you cannot have peace doing, uh, not doing, I'm sorry, not doing what God tells you to do. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So it's wonderful when we are God's dwelling place. He dwells in our heart. You wake up with peace. You go to sleep with peace. You wake up with peace. You go to sleep with peace. Problems come, you still got peace. You just break the power of the devil and say, hey, I got peace and I'm going to keep peace. In my home. Amen. You train up your children so that they try to bring some crazy stuff in there. Well, mom, I just want to listen to this. Uh, uh, Billy Bob's mom is letting him listen to this music. I want to listen to it too. No, not up in here. Not up in here. Why? Because there's peace in our home and I'm not about to let you disturb it. And I used to tell my children when they was younger, I said, look, I'm going to get y'all so God don't get me because I don't want God beating my behind. Ooh-wee. Amen. Parents, you have got to train your children up the way the Bible says. So that when they're old, hallelujah, that training won't depart. Or they get old, they may depart from God for a minute. But the training that you put in them will still be in there. And hey, if you didn't do it, don't beat yourself up. Stand on the word of God and stay where you are. Stand where you are. Get you some scriptures and stand on the word of God. Pray for your family, moms, dads, and uh, sisters, brothers, aunties, uncles, cousins, nieces, nephews. Pray for your whole bloodline that they be saved. Amen? Yes, 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 yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. His dwelling place, you don't have to strive and struggle to find peace like the lost people do, like lost people do, because you already have it. It's peace inside of you. When you accept Jesus, it's peace inside of you. But you got to read that word and cultivate that peace so you can have more peace. Amen? You have it within you, God's own supernatural peace. You may not have yielded to that peace as much as you could, but it's in you. And... It's not just there to be available every now and then, but it's there all the time for you. It's there because the Lord wants you to walk in it all the time. 
It's there because his will for you is to live continually in peace. Amen. And 1 Corinthians 7.15 says God hath called us to peace. God calls us to peace. So if you're somebody always kicking up a bunch of craziness, you need to pray. Bind that spirit every day until that spirit goes. Loose the opposite good. Amen. They got strife and always want to start stuff. Bind up the spirit of strife. Amen. And them being so, they so, some people can't even stand their own self. So then you know they can't stand you. And so here they come. No. No, you're not going to disturb my peace today. And no other day either. Amen. Follow peace with all men and holiness with which no man shall see the Lord. Follow peace with all men. That means you got to pray for some folks because they ain't got no peace. And they try to come steal yours. You got joy killers and joy stealers out there. Every day, somebody trying to take your joy. Somebody trying to steal your peace. But you have the greater one on the inside, so start praying. A lot of times, you know, we be coasting. We don't pray like we should. We don't read our Bible like we should. And I'm not saying everybody, because I know some of y'all staying on it. But let us all, let's do it together so that we can all enjoy this peace that God is talking about. Amen? Amen. And follow peace with all, all men. Um, it says, um, follow peace with all men and holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. You can't see the Lord time I'm going to heaven anyway. Don't be judging me, living however you want to. You can't live like a hellion and think you're going to heaven. It ain't happening. Amen. God said, be holy. So ask your neighbor what you going to do. Amen. I'm going to live holy, y'all. Thank y'all for asking. <laughs> Amen. Looking diligently, lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up trouble you, thereby many be defiled. Hebrew 12, 14, and 15. And, you know, sometimes Christians can go around and not even realize they have bitterness inside of them. I was one of them at one time. And uh, there was a pastor, he came when we was going to Agape. He says, the woman in here, she got some stuff in her heart against a man. And uh, I need to pray for you tonight. Well, I was sitting there, I'm like, I wish you heard of get up. Because I know it ain't me. I done forgave my ex-husband. I don't know how many times. I know one of them times went through. Mm, that just was our way I was thinking. And he just kept talking for like 10, 15 minutes. Then after a while, you know, I just started crying. And I'm thinking, why am I crying? I'm not crying. Why am I crying? And then I'm just really crying. My shoulders jumping up. Amen. And then, uh, I said, God, is it me? He said, yeah, it's you. I was thinking, could be. Then who? <laughs> so sometime on our journey, we can get bitterness in our heart and not even know it. But when God comes knocking on your door, please surrender. Please ask him to forgive you. Amen. And hey, I tell you, that song, I looked at my hands and they looked new. Looked at my feet and they did too. 
the presence of God came all over. I said, it must have been really deep. It must have been so deep. It was crazy deep. Because the presence of God came over me after he prayed. And I kept looking at my hands and I kept looking at my feet. And I just felt like a baby that just came out of a womb. I said, I must have been real messed up. You see how pride can ride? You can think you all right and you not at all. I said, Jesus, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And how you know what? I just feel prompted by the Holy Spirit. If there's anything, I just want everybody to close their eyes. And Father, we want to ask you if there's any root of bitterness in any of us. Lord, we ask you to uproot it. And Lord, not only us, but our bloodline. Lord God, in Jesus' name, let it be uprooted, let it be removed, let it be destroyed by the fire, fire, fire of the Holy Ghost. We command it to go where Jesus sends it. And Lord, bring your healing and wholeness and love to replace it, Lord, so that we can finish doing uh, what you have called us to do, bear fruit that shall remain in Jesus' name. And so that it will not stop us from being healed, being whole, being blessed. Amen. And going forward and being prosperous in your holy name. In Jesus' name. Everybody agreed and said, Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Even you, Facebook, hallelujah. You know you're part of the family. So anytime we pray, just join in. Thank you, Father. Hallelujah. It says, Wherefore, beloved, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace. We got to be diligent. Make sure and be careful how we talk, what we say, what we do. Amen. God said he will uh, reward those who diligently seek him. You got to seek God carefully. Not, well, I don't see nothing wrong with that. Oh, your attitude, number one. That's what's wrong with that. And you should be able to see that fruit is not good. Amen. So, diligently. He will reward those who diligently seek you. Not those who get an attitude and get mad and just think everybody's supposed to put up with you. I ain't doing it. Amen. I'm going to pray for you. And I'm going to keep it moving because you ain't about to take my peace. Amen. Wherefore, beloved, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless. 2 Peter 3 and 14. Amen. And start, you can take some of these scriptures and just start declaring them over your family. Start declaring them over yourself. Amen. And then um, 2 Peter 1 and 2 out of the Amplified, it says, May grace, God's favor and peace, which is perfect and well-being, all necessary good, all spiritual prosperity and freedom from fear, and agitating passions and moral conflict be multiplied to you in the full, personal, precise, and correct knowledge of God and Jesus our Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. God has peace, precise peace for us. Amen. And Romans 15 and 13 says, Now the God of hope feel you with all joy and peace in believing. So when we believe what God says, we can have peace. If we don't believe God's word, we're not going to have no peace because peace cannot be found any other place except for the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. 
It says on page uh, 38 at the top, it says, notice those last two verses remind us that peace comes from knowing and believing God. That means you need to keep reading your word. Do you know there's peace in reading the word? You put peace in your heart when you read the word. You put peace inside of you when you be singing peace like a river. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It will come all overcome all the things that's trying to drown out your peace in your mind and in your heart. Start worshiping God. Amen. Sing it to the Holy Spirit. Singing how great God is. How great is our God. Sing with me. How great is our God. And all will see how great, how great is our God. Hallelujah. Because he's a name above all names. And he's worthy of all praise. And our hearts will sing, how great is our God. Hey, man, you can be at home and just start singing and let the room be filled with peace. Amen. And then don't let the devil tell you, well, I can't sing. Can I tell you something when it comes to God? Even off-tune people, to him it just goes to a worship like, not like what you hear down here. Go straight to him, and he loves it. Because he's saying, you saying, hey, forget the devil. I'm going to sing to God anyway. He's worthy. Hey, you don't know what he brought me out. Amen. He brought me out of darkness into this marvelous light. Put my feet on straight street and gave me strength to fight. <laughs> he's done great things. Amen. Hallelujah. This is why we worship him. This is why we praise him. And the more we praise him, the less we worry. The more we praise him, the more he'll do for us. But how would you feel if you went and bought somebody a brand new car and they said, mm -hmm, thanks. And then don't say nothing else. How you feel? You be like, oh, something wrong with them. I just got through spending $60,000 on this car. And they come out, thank you. And they said at one time, I thought that was good enough. Ooh -wee. God saved us from sin. He saved us from hell. Amen. He has saved us from sickness. You know, and I used to ask God all the time, Lord, why I got to fast so much? I don't see nobody fasting like this. He said, they don't want what you want. He said, and not only that, he said, do you realize you have overcome from, I, I kept you from a lot of sickness and a lot of disease because your body was clean by fasting and praying and seeking my face. Amen. Not everything, but he healed me from the lung disease when it did come. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. God will tell you things that will save your life. He'll guide you in paths of peace. But for his guidance to do you any good, you must be alert and sensitive. Listening to God. When he say, don't eat this, don't go there, no, don't call him. Amen. I know just this week, I want to call a couple folks. The Lord said, uh-uh, stay out of that. Pray and let me fix it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes we put our nose where we shouldn't. And then we wonder why uh, we having problems with somebody. We need to pray for them. 
Amen. They don't want to hear it no way. If you know that type of that type of person, you better listen to the Holy Ghost. Amen. I remember a long time ago when uh, my children were still in school. I remember one time I told them they couldn't go to a dance because the Holy Spirit said, no, not tonight. They can't go to the dance, the school dance, not tonight. Amen. And somebody ended up getting killed. You better listen to the Holy Spirit. Yeah, they got shot. Thank you, baby. And so I put my kids up there when they were shooting, all of that stuff. Amen. You better listen to the Holy Spirit. Amen. So that you can save your life and maybe somebody else's too. Amen. Maybe your children. So let the Holy Spirit guide you. Amen. Some folks call, can I have some money? You better ask the Holy Ghost. It's his money. Ask him. Because then you be done gave it away and then you be talking about, I ain't got no money for mommy. Ooh. So we got to use wisdom. Amen. Just tell them I don't have no money for that. And you don't. I don't have no money for that. Amen. That way you ain't lying. Some folks just lie and they know they got the money. I do have money. Not for that. Amen. God will tell you things, as I said, that will save your life. He'll guide you in the path of peace, but for his guidance to do you any good, you must be alert and sensitive. We must be sensitive. We must listen to the Holy Spirit and not do what we want to do so that we can save our life and others too. You must listen to him and be quick to obey. Listen to him and be quick to obey. Tell your neighbor, listen to the Holy Spirit and be quick to obey. Amen. You must listen to him and be quick to obey. Obey. And you're only going to do that if you love and spend time with him. If you don't spend no time in the word, you don't spend no time reading, studying the word. You don't spend no time worshiping and singing to him. Amen. And I know what it's like because the devil used to be, make me uh, be in fear. Well, you don't want to wake everybody else up. Well, don't sing so loud that you wake everybody else. Well, sing low. Then when they get up or when they gone, let it rip. Amen. Amen. Dance with the Lord. Sing to the Lord. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. They even have a channel on uh, TV that you can put the music on. I mean, Christian music, you can put whatever you want. And it'll play on air, you know, if you don't have YouTube on your phone right now. Praise you, Jesus. But there's many ways. Amen. Make your own music. I just lately, I've just been making up some songs to Jesus. Tell him how much I love him, how much I appreciate him. Amen. Amen. You must listen to him. Amen. And you're only going to do it, as I said, when you love him and spend time in his presence and in his word. Peace and the word are inseparably connected. So peace. You want peace? Stick with the word. Say what the word says. Don't get bashful, shame, and somebody else come around you start doing something else. No. Amen. Who you gonna love? Don't be a part-time lover. Ooh, Amen. The more we esteem and attend to God's word, the greater your peace will be. The more you hear and heed the voice of God, the more safety you will dwell in and the more secure you will be. We were talking about falling in love with Jesus Sunday, singing 
falling in love with Jesus. Hallelujah. Ask the Lord to help you fall in love. Because sometimes our flesh don't want to. My flesh don't, your flesh don't, our flesh don't want to read, don't want to pray, don't want to do none of that. Amen. But you got to tell your flesh, shut up, get in there and pray. Amen. Hallelujah. And I thank God, hallelujah, this morning the Lord woke me up about three, about no, about quarter to three, somewhere up in there. I kind of just stayed in the bed to pray for a little while. But then I got up. And thank God. Do you know God be talking real, real in the wee, wee hours of the morning? Amen. If pastor allows me, I want to share a prophecy. I got up and uh, first I just was praying myself. Then my phone lit up and I seen prophet Marcus Beaver. And he usually don't be up at that time. But every now he get up when the Lord tell him he'll get up. Amen. So the Lord got me up too. And, uh, and so first I was like, no, nah, I think that's just the devil trying to. Uh, want me to get on clubhouse instead of praying to the Lord. Then it lit up again. I said, okay, God, let me see. <laughs> I went in the clubhouse and pa Prophet Marcus Beaver, if you have clubhouse, he's just awesome to listen to. Download the app, Clubhouse. Amen. And go in there. He has some profound teaching. And then he'll start praying for people. Amen. I raised my hand in clubhouse. Amen. And I got a word that just was will bless this church. And, and a, a blessing for all of us. Amen. Remind me, y'all, so I can give it uh, and let it play um, Sunday. Just to encourage our hearts to go further in the things of God. It says, it's a wonderful thing these days to be able to live in security without fear of the evil. You know, when you live in the presence of God, amen. The devil try to scare you. You know, you just be like, so what? Amen. Why? Because I'm in a different realm. Hallelujah. Sometimes people wonder why I could be so calm. It's because you over there and I'm over here. But I know y'all over here in this realm, in the peace realm, right? Amen. Hallelujah. It's a wonderful thing these days to be able to live in the security without fear or evil. These are troubled times all around us in this world. There's crime, violence, and danger. In the natural People don't have assurance of protection, but as believers, we do. If we are walking in the spirit, that means living right daily. We can stand in faith on God's promises, obey his direction, and accept our lives um, to line up, ex expect our lives to line up with what he said in Isaiah 32. And 17 through 18 and it says and the work of righteousness shall be peace I'm letting the work of righteousness work in me am I perfect heavens no but I'm sure working on it and I'm let the Lord work on me when the Lord comes to you he say fast he say pray don't say this don't say that be nice to them give them a gift do this do that just do something just you know and declare I break the power of the devil over their life when I give them this gift I speak the blood of Jesus is all over it and you know most folks ain't gonna re refuse no money <laughs> put the blood of Jesus on it amen Castle Satan's assignment in his work declare they are receiving salvation when they see receive this money amen and all other things Jesus has for them that they will live holy amen but um and the effects of righteousness Quietness 
and assurance forever. And my people shall dwell in a peaceable habitation and in sure dwelling and in quiet resting places. God tells us, hey, we can dwell in quiet resting places. Amen. But we, you got if you get the word of God on in, in on the inside of you, then that peace gonna dwell. But if you don't have the word of God on the inside of you, that peace ain't gonna dwell. So there's something coming. You get mad. You get angry about every little thing coming up. Oh, yeah. no. Just I said, oh Lord, thank you for this opportunity. Now how are we gonna fix this? Amen. I've seen God provide supernatural peace and protection in all kinds of situations over the years. I've seen him do it in my own life and I have witnessed it time and time again in the lives of others, sometimes in the midst of great turmoil and danger. So take for example, what he did back in 1994 for some friends of ours who were pastoring a church, Thousand Oak near um, Northridge, California. He started leading them just before the beginning of that year to teach their congregation about the protective power of the blood of Jesus. They didn't even know he was leading them that way. They just heard Billy Brim preached about the power of the blood in Eagle Mountain Church. And they got it in their hearts to preach the same series. Amen. The series continued for a number of weeks. At the end of the last message, the congregation all took communion together and prayed over their homes. In the spirit, they put the blood of Jesus over their doorposts and their houses, the same way Exodus 12 uh, says, and the children of Israel did the did uh, did on the first Passover when they finished. And the pastor said, "It doesn't matter that we live here in California, where we where the earthquakes was. The blood of Jesus will protect them, Amen. And it will keep us safe, just like the blood passed over, Hallelujah, the households in Egypt and were dying, Amen." That next morning, January the 17th, 4.31 a.m., Northridge an earthquake hit San Francisco Valley. It was a 6.7 magnitude quake, which caused the estimate damage, excess of $20 billion that caused 57 deaths. Most of the people who attend our friend Northridge Church found themselves right in the middle of it. Yet, by the power of God, they were all supernaturally spared. Amen. So at this time, hallelujah, the blood of Jesus. Use it all the time. I've been using it, amen. And I told you about a lady that I was praying for, and she was throwing up. And I started saying, the blood of Jesus is against you. The blood of Jesus is against you. The blood of Jesus is, is against you. Satan, I command you to take your hands off of her. I release the power of the blood of Jesus flowing through her body. Flowing through her body. Flowing through her body. And she told me, she said, when you start praying and you kept talking about the blood, that thing just back, it kept backing off of me and backing off of me. I could feel it. Hallelujah. And so you begin to use the blood. Cover your homes with the blood. Plead the blood of Jesus over your families. 
And for those who have never accepted the Lord Jesus Christ, I want you to repeat after me and let the Lord Jesus Christ come into your life so you can experience this peace that we experience. Amen. This is a peace the world can't give you. A peace only comes from Jesus. So lift your hands, close your eyes, and I ask you just to repeat after me. Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me for all my sins and blot out all my transgressions. Lord Jesus, receive me. If you're a man, say a king. If you're a woman, say receive me as your queen and receive me as your son and daughter. Receive our children, Lord God. And Father, we ask you, Lord God, to fill our hearts and our minds with your wisdom, with your revelation knowledge, with your strength to overcome and to conquer in Jesus' name and to live holy, to fast and pray and to live holy like I'm supposed to. Not just live any old kind of life and just expect you to bless my mess. But I thank you, Lord, now that I'm in right standing with you, I will live a life of victory. I will bear fruit that shall remain in Jesus' name. And I thank you for prosperity and blessings to bless somebody else in Jesus' name. Everybody agree and say amen. amen. Hallelujah. Get in a good Bible-believing church. Stand on the word of God and watch what God will do for you. I love you. Till next time, Pastor Sherry Britton. Blessings to the max. We're not taking it back. We're taking over and advance the kingdom of God together. Come on, let's give God a hand. Wasn't that an awesome teaching from the Word of God? Join us every Sunday morning in the sanctuary at 2518 Delaware Avenue, Flint, Michigan, 48506. Sunday school is at 10 a.m. Sunday morning worship service at 1130 a.m. Wednesday prayer is at 6 to 7 p.m. and Wednesday Bible study at 7 to 8 p.m. all Eastern Standard Time. You can visit us on Facebook under Royal Priesthood Ministries. You can watch us on Roku, The Fire Stick, Apple TV, Facebook, YouTube, and Cross TV under the Five-Fold Network. You can also listen to us on iTunes and Google Play Podcasts under the Five-Fold Network. You can also call us at 810-424-1503. To give a donation, you can cash app us at $7HWB. God bless you, and we will see you next time.